ML Nation, episode 208. Just do it. Don't keep getting ready to get ready because that's not going to get you any results. Just do it. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. For just $1, you can get all access to over 17 training courses, weekly coaching, you can ask me questions, 30 newsletters, and network with top distributors. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that is MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories just like MLM Nation. Go check them out at MLMNation.net forward slash times. Again, MLMNation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's review of the day. And it actually comes from someone who's actually been featured on the show, a leader, six-figure earner, Ricardo Jimenez. Uh, awesome episode. He's on episode 154. Or search for Ricardo on MLNation.net. you find it. And Ricardo says, this too has helped me in many ways. Every time I was looking for some advice, I searched the audio. It was like magic. Everyone talking to me. Love the content. Growing the industry in a professional way. Thanks. ML Nation, my business has grown 70% because of this info. Wow, that's really awesome. 70% of the business. Thank you, thank you. That really made my day just to look at that uh, because that's what the reason I'm doing this. I want to have a big an impact, have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And knowing that I'm making a difference, thank you for sharing that. It inspires me, inspires others to see other people applying it. So please, if you love the show, please take one or two minutes subscribe, rate, and review, leave a review on iTunes. They really mean a lot to the team and also inspires other distributors as well. So with that, let's go to today's special show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Babette Tino. Babette, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready, Simon. Thank you. Aside from being a top MLM leader at her company, Babette Tino is a mother, a nutritionist, an entrepreneur, a coach, writer, and a speaker. She does a lot of outreach and volunteer work and is currently forming a nonprofit organization to provide tools, training, and resources for women who have been abused. Babette was first introduced to network marketing 20 years ago. Without any experience or she had no, not much success, she was reintroduced nearly three years ago. And since then, Babette quickly became the top woman in her network marketing company while building her business part-time. She built a part-time while serving as a director at the Health Sciences University and working commuting 16 hours a day. Here are some of the other things that Babette does. She has a nutritional practice and a speaking, coaching, and consulting business. She started and leads a woman's prayer call Monday through Friday, five days a week from 5.45 a.m. to 6 a.m., Babette also spoke at Eric Worry's Most Powerful Woman in Network Marketing event for the last two years. She's been featured in Success from Home magazine. She hosts a woman monthly mastermind group. Uh, Babette also speaks and coordinates several events per week for Connection Community. Babette is also currently training to compete in a fitness competition and works out daily. She's also currently in communication with agents, producers, publishers to host a TV show, do a movie, and publish a book. And most importantly for ML Nation, Babette is a top MOM leader that's actively building her business and making it happen. So, Babette, 
I've given ML Nation not a brief, a pretty long intro, but please, <laughs> the first question I'm going to share before, I normally ask the guests, like, how they came across network marketing, how you got back to it, but I'm going to ask you first question is, how do you make it happen? How do you do all of this stuff and still be very successful? What, what are time management tips can you give? Great question. First of all, I want to thank you so much, Simon, for inviting me to share today. I appreciate it. Um, so time management, I was raised by a father who actually said, you don't call him sick unless you're on your deathbed. And um, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff growing up, just work ethic and how our mom and dad led by example, which is really important. But I just thought, you know what, here's the truth. Like if I, the busiest people get the most done, right? And so it's really important, all the things that are important to me, God, family, my physical health, business, etc. So in order to make all those things happen, I have to obviously um, make sure that I am on top of my game in terms of time management. So literally, I wake up every morning at four, I meditate for an hour, I then sit in the sauna, because again, body, mind, and spirit, taking care of everything so we can function, I can function at peak performance in all areas of my life. I'm always asking myself, how can I be better, do better, and help more people? That's really why I live and why I do what I do. Um, and then I do personal development every single day for a minimum of 30 minutes. Uh, and then obviously getting my workouts in. And then uh, very specific, I have everything written down. I'm old school, pen to paper and in my phone. Um, everything written down in terms of business. Like I contact a minimum of 20, 20 new people a day, and I make it a point to get out and go meet with people because I just love meeting people, talking to people, and collecting cards, um, collecting cards from 20 new people a day. So when I go to the gym every day, you know, just we all have the places that we frequent on a regular basis, and then I make it a point intentionally to run errands or stop by other places so I can just meet and talk to other people. But here's the thing. It's incorporating prospecting, incorporating things into my daily life. So incorporating the business into my daily life and regular appointments, grocery shopping, the gas station, the car wash, the car dealership for service, nail care, waxing, dentist, the accountant. Um, I mean, just on and on and on. So I think, um, you know, obviously when you have goals, um, it's really important. And all of my goals are to ultimately, again, help more people, be of, be of service to more people. But when you have goals, it's really important to understand that you need to have a daily plan of action for me. I learned early on 20 years ago when I was actually first introduced and then um, came back, you know, a couple of years ago to the industry. But I learned the importance of daily goal setting, but not just setting goals, writing them down, revising them, reading them daily, making adjustments accordingly. And you need to have not just goals, pie in the sky, dreamland. You actually have to have a daily, weekly, monthly, et cetera, plan of action because you need to figure out that's the roadmap, obviously, to how you're going to accomplish your goals. So, um, that's some of time management and how I do it is writing it down, but also committing it to paper, making adjustments accordingly, and just doing it. You know, if I write it down or if I say I'm going to do it, I proclaim that I have coaches and mentors and accountability partners. So if I say I'm going to do it, then I do it. So what time do you go to sleep to get up at 4 a.m.? Because, you know, when we talked on the phone last week, I was like, wow, but that's cool. Because I get up around the same time, like 3.45 uh, 4 a.m. the latest, and I was like, now, the, one of the first things I said to you when you said you meditate at 4 a.m., say, hey, I'm meditating around at 4 a.m. We're actually meditating on the West Coast at the same time, but what time do you go to bed? <laughs> That's funny. I literally was thinking that last night. I'm like, you know, I wonder what all that Simon accomplishes, what time he actually goes to bed. 
It's funny you should ask that question. Um, you know, it varies, but sometimes I'm doing trainings and team calls at night, but I try to be in bed by 10 p.m. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's between 10 and midnight. Um, I don't require a lot of sleep, but if I go to bed by 10, then, then I'm really, really good. I'm great. Um, sometimes, obviously, you can't do that every single night. Go to bed at midnight and wake up at 4, but usually between 10 and midnight, I go to bed. Very cool. So let's talk about uh, network marketing. You were started network marketing about 20 years ago. You never really had any success. You kind of dabbled in it, and uh, then you just left it. And then you came back about three years ago. What made you come back to network marketing? So it was just a little less than three years ago. And so I, at the time, was commuting and working. Um, I am not a rager type of person, but I thought, oh, my gosh, this commute <laughs> Crazy, but interestingly, um, it was also a blessing in disguise because I was commuting and working 16 to 18 hours a day, sleeping like three hours a night, um, coordinating this event for the university that I worked at at the time. And my the man that became my adopted dad, if you will, in 1990 when my biological father died um, at the age of 49, um, 1990, he actually lived in the area that I had a meeting for this event that I was coordinating for the university for my job at the time. So I called him and I said, I'm going to be in the area. I'd love to stop by and meet with you and your wife. Haven't seen you in a while. And so I stopped by and I literally, I'm a nutritionist by education, but I literally saw this bottle sitting on his desk and the verbiage that was on it. I said, do you mind if I look at the ingredients? And so it was because of someone, my obviously relationship with him, someone that I trusted, admired, and respected because honestly, I wasn't looking to join any company. I was busy. I was overly busy. And uh, it was because of him that I actually even paid attention. And then when I um, had that product, drank that product, experienced some things, did my due diligence and research. And going back and retrospect, 20 years ago when the network marketing seed was planted, I just thought at the time, I thought that's great. And I was blessed to be mentored by one of the top um, income earners, a, a woman, amazing woman in the industry. And she became my mentor and also dear friend and so I kept thinking yeah that but she's who she is I can't do what she does and I I need to still have a quote unquote job and the truth is I didn't see myself as successful and didn't believe that I could accomplish what she had um back then so fast forward I just thought you know what I can do this not only that but it was you know that the, the, the uh, all the things they say were in alignment timing was right um, I just thought, I'm exhausted, and I can't keep up this schedule for much longer. It's killing me. I felt like it was a slow death, and so I thought, okay, initially, I thought, but I don't have time to do it, and then I just thought, that's a self-imposed limitation. What can I do? What time do I have? So you know what I did, Simon? I literally scheduled with one of my upline leaders three-way calls to and from work during my commute. So my daily commute was anywhere, anywhere from two to four hours a day. And so I just blocked off, reserved that time to do three-way calls with prospects to and from work because I thought this is this is the time I could fit it in. By the time I got home, I dropped from exhaustion like every single night. And I thought, okay, so as it's you know, mindset is so important. So being introduced to the industry by someone that I trusted, admired, and respected, so I obviously was willing to even pay attention. But also that seed that was planted many, many years ago, and I just thought, you know what, that network marketing is a better way. And not only that, I was tired of trading hours for wages. There's only so many hours in a day and I was just exhausted, tired of being tired. And so um, perfect timing, 
perfect person to actually present it, and um, it's pre- pretty amazing. And since you live in the L.A. area, the traffic never moves anyway, so it's easy to make calls. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so where were you living? Where were you living? Where were you working that made you commute so far? Where was your... Yeah, what was the commute from where to where? I was living in Chatsworth and commuting to Whittier. Wow. And, uh, yes, and so, um, you know, as you just alluded to, like L.A., you know, you could drive, it could be just 10 miles, but it takes 10 hours, not quite slight exaggeration. That's like but, 50, that's like but, 40 miles at least, right? 40, 50 sorry? miles? Chatsworth to Whittier is about 50 miles? Um, where I was driving, it was 61 but, you know, it's really interesting because I thought, okay, I'm going to leave at 5 a.m. I'll avoid some of the traffic. Well, um, that's good to leave at 5 a.m., but a lot of the people and what I needed to do weren't in until 8 a.m. So even though sometimes I could get there, like if I left at 4.30 a.m., I could get there in, obviously, um, less time than two to four hours, like an hour and a half to two hours. Um, pretty, pretty amazing. But anyway... Again, the blessing is that I have the opportunity and have plenty of time to do three-way calls and learn from each of those. You know, talk about, like, one of the best tools that I have found is there's an immediacy with three-way calls. And usually 90% what I found on three-way calls, 90% of prospects make a decision one way or the other, product or opportunity, like, on that call. So I love three-way calls. Yeah, they're very, very important. So. What did you? What would you say to a prospect, and how did you just three-way them into? What, what would be like? Just say you're calling me. Uh, how would you? How would you approach me, and how would you transition to a three-way call? So I would actually initially. So um, again, going back to um, getting out, getting out of the office every day to meet and collect business cards from people. Um, also, I, you know, obviously when I first got in the industry, um, being that I am a healthcare professional, I contacted a lot of um, colleagues, and so. I just reached out and contacted them. I had a relationship with some of them and then the other people that I didn't, obviously just meeting new people every day out and about, um, collecting cards, but I would call them and say, hey, uh, this is Babette, if it was someone that I didn't know before. Um, this is Babette. We met at Kinko's or at Ralph's yesterday, and I just wanted to follow up with you. I would love to. I'm new to this industry, to this business, rather. Um, I would love for you to hear more, learn more from my success coach. Is Tuesday or Thursday better, um, 10 a.m. or 7 p.m.? And then schedule calls, but obviously I wouldn't give them the 7 p.m. option, but my point is just giving them options. And usually it was like my commute time was pretty early, so giving them two options of different two, two days and two times and then um, scheduling the call. And so then I would actually call and say um, it was you. So edifying, that is something that's really, really important and I learned that actually 20 years ago from a few different mentors is the importance of edification, properly introducing people, but also um, the it, it is a phone power tape series that these two mentors actually did and the importance of energy and enthusiasm and passion, not just in person, but on the phone especially, because if you're not excited on the phone that comes across as like, you know, you're half dead, so... Huh. Yeah, make sure you're enthusiastic on the phone. And so I would just um, find out, obviously, information to introduce you. So with you, if I were introducing you to my upline, I would actually say, um, this is Simon Chan. So, Hank, I'd like for you to meet Simon. Simon is, you know, the co-founder of, and, you know, I would make, obviously not make things up, but find out bullet points about you, a little bit about more about your background at the time. 
mention things that might be um, of interest, but give the person my upline enough information to obviously then know where to start the call. Uh, and then I would actually just say, this is something that else, something else that is extremely important. As soon as I make the intro of the prospect to my upline, to my success coach, leader, etc., then I just say, and, and I start by saying, because sometimes people will say, um, start to, I'll say, Simon, this is Hank, Hank, this is Simon, and, um, and people will say, oh, hi, and they start talking. And so I have learned um, to actually say, and we can't ever, and I say this on three-way calls, we can't ever undervalue the importance of a proper introduction, so I'd like to properly introduce each of you to each other. And so then I'll say a little bit about, obviously, then prospects and upline and just say, and now I'm going to mute myself while you two talk or so you two can talk. And I don't interrupt, even if I want to um, say something or something that I think would be helpful in the conversation, the conversation is off limits for the person who's actually doing the intro because then three people trying to talk at one time doesn't really work so well. But anyway, um, edification is really important. Intro, background information. So obviously, sort of like the two-minute, three-minute story in the industry. So if um, your name, background, so this is what um, I get from the prospect, name, background, um, and then you know, a little bit about them and what they do and why they're potentially looking for an opportunity or a product and um, what else, just other fun things. Family is really important. Um, how many kids, like wife or husband, and then um, what they like best about their job, just other Making it really personal, because that's something that's really important to me, is taking the time to get to know people. And up to this point, what's been their best and um, or favorite accomplishment or something in their life that was a defining moment, just things that are important, things that matter to people. Mm, really good. I'm taking tons of notes here. And ML Nation, if you listen to this, I'm going to give a quick recap review at the end of the show here. Really good stuff. Because, you know, I love the way you introduce people because I, I've done three-way calls where, you know, hey, Babette, me, John, John, me, Babette. And then there's like silence because like even the upline doesn't even know where to come in, right? But when you do it so well and, and you do a quick two-minute intro, when you share about the family, the background, the upline normally is good enough. They can pick up on things to talk about and it kind of guides it and makes it so much more smoother. So I love that. Really, really good. Thank you for sharing that. No, you're welcome. And you know, one last thing, Simon, regarding that is that it's so much more credible when you're – it's third-party promotion, obviously, right? It's so much more credible as opposed to you saying, hi, my name is Simon Chan, or for that matter, like the upline saying, hi, my name's Hank Heister, and I'm this, and I've done this, and I've done that. Because then it just seems boastful and coming from a place of ego as yeah. opposed to the person doing their job, like the team member, doing a proper introduction. So I think that is critically important and something that is oftentimes missed as well. So uh, let me ask you a question. What uh, you've been very successful in just three years. What made this different than your previous experiences with network marketing? Well, um, a sense of urgency. I had a goal um, to get to the top of my company within a certain period of time. And in fact, um, I, I was again tired of being tired, but that, that is really understating what really was going on. I was exhausted, and I just thought, you know, I can't do this for much longer. And so I thought, I need to, and this was my opportunity to create. And, that, and I knew it all because all these years I had done personal growth stuff and continued to listen because obviously all of those things that we learn can be applied to every area of our lives and whatever business or job we're in. But 
um, a sense of urgency. I literally submitted my resignation on February 1st of 2014 for May 31st to be my last day to give the university enough time to find someone else for that position. And so I thought then it became, there was no plan B. So I did what I needed to do to, um, and just to paint the visual for you. So I was actually working on May 31st. That was my last day. And I was not yet at the top of the company. So my goal was to be at the top of the company by May 31st. And so I was working at this chiropractic convention with sketchy internet service. And I was working, so I couldn't be obviously building my network marketing business while I'm there working. And so literally at lunch, I would go and try to sign online and like um, enroll business partners, et cetera. And so I, um, and it was like, you know, that wheel spinning, spinning, spinning. I'm like, when was the last time you updated your internet service? But I was, like, sweating. But anyway, after, I, like, declined all social events after because I thought, no, this is my goal. I have to do it. And I'll just tell you something. It's really important that you surround yourself with people that believe in you because two of my biggest supporters in my life have been my daughter and my brother. And they kept saying, you can do it. You know what needs to be done. Get it done. Like, and positive, encouraging words, et cetera. And then other people were saying, you know, you gave it a valiant effort. It's like only noon on May 31st. There's a lot that's accomplished in minutes, let alone like hours. But anyway, you gave it a valiant effort. You could do it next month. Oh, good job. I said, no, I'm doing it this month. There's no plan B. I have got to get to the top of the company to replace my income. I don't have a job as of tomorrow. And I was the main breadwinner. So anyway, I literally went, ran back to my hotel room was talking to all these people, coordinating, you know, texting and emailing and messaging and, and um, on the phone. So literally, um, of course, I wouldn't be showing this story if there weren't a positive outcome. But with minutes to spare, Simon, I got to the top level. I hit the top level of the company. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. So my belief in self, in the company, the leadership, the product, um, obviously the profession, just throughout all these years and being in touch with lots of different friends, that was one of the huge things for me. But also, again, going back to belief in self, believing that I could do it, not just watching everybody else walk across the stage. Walk across the stage. So a lot of it was belief. A lot of it was treating it like a business and taking daily action, consistency. All of these things were critically important to, obviously, um, helping me get to where I got. Very inspiring. Wow. Super inspiring. Um, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum where what would you consider to be your worst moment in network marketing? Worst moment? Well, there's two, Simon. <laughs> um, first of all, doing too much for people. Uh, I just thought, you know, they really need it and I will help you. And I love what Lisa Grossman has said at different events. I will help period, you build your business as opposed to I will help you build your business and people mm. hear it as like you're going to do it for them. And I just thought, you know, I know I've always coordinated things. I love people. Like I have a lot of contacts. I'll just help them. But the truth is that was not helping them. That was handicapping them because I was doing it for them and they weren't showing up to things to, they weren't doing things to learn the skill set. So um, huge, huge um, lesson learned because I lost some friendships from that because people got mad. That's the other thing. When you're doing it for one person or even putting people under other people, stacking, um, and people aren't learning skill sets, then other people hear that you've done it for someone else and they 
expect that you're going to do it for them. And then it becomes it's just not positive in any way, shape, or form. So that was that would be number one. So I did too much for people, and now obviously I've learned it's important to teach people skill sets because the truth of the matter is, if any of us, if anything happens to any of the companies that we're with, if they don't have the skill sets to actually go somewhere else and build a team somewhere else, then uh, that's not a good thing. So it's really important skill sets and. It's 100% this business is 100% personal development. So obviously, our earnings are directly proportional to um, personal growth and also the number of people that we're helping. So help more people, earn more money, but you have to invest in continual personal development to lead by example. And then the second thing is, in the beginning, I was too, <laughs> if there could be such a thing, um, too overzealous, we'll say, and I literally like, shoved it down friends and family members' throats. Like, I thought, okay, you just told me that you're $300 away from having to file bankruptcy this month. You need this, but they didn't want it. And so, so I just kept going on and on. And here, I kept sending in testimonies of people and pictures of people walking across stage that had earned X amount of money or health results. And, and here's the other thing, too. Being a nutritionist, one of the things that I found in practice is just because someone's diagnosed with something, doesn't necessarily, some people are emotionally attached to a diagnosis, medication that they're taking, et cetera, because insurance covers it. So I've learned to ask questions as a practitioner for 25 years, 26 years now, actually, um, in addition to in the business. So ask better questions and obviously you get more clear, concise answers and more quickly. So it's really important. So those two things, get too much for people and too overzealous and shove it down friends' throats because they they needed it, and I wanted to help them. So that's what I would say. What is a light bulb moment or like an aha moment where you had that afterwards you really took off? At my first national convention at award night, watching top earners walk across the stage and also hearing some of their stories from stage, I thought, oh, my goodness, if they could do it, I could do it. And so it became real seeing so many people walk across stage, but hearing their stories, like, you know, from people that hadn't ever earned more than $30,000 a year to whatever it is. And I'm like, wow, just simplifying things. And which was a place in my life that I was, uh, obviously something in my life that I was um, working toward as well, simplifying. I'm like, wow, this was not like a big thing. I, I don't even know years ago when I was first introduced, I obviously was just in a totally different place, but I just thought this was real. I could do it. If they could do it, anyone could do it. So that was it. It was seeing people be um, awarded on stage and hearing their story. Uh, now, getting to talk about prospecting, uh, at the beginning of the show, you talked about you make a go to contact 20 new people a day. Right, and a lot of people who are listening. To this, I, I I want to get like maybe one person a day or five people a week. How do you get twenty new people? Have the time to get twenty new people a day? I mean, you did talk about like um, through your your daily life, you meet people. But I mean, how much time does it take to get to twenty new people? Well, you know, it's interesting because I used to think um, that I thought, okay, there's no way, like even five people a day. And I just like, no, it's not a matter of like just getting on the phone. It's a matter of talking to people when I'm out. And honestly, and, and I just like that word, we're obviously, obviously always honest, but, <laughs> but um, what I would literally like think about, oh my gosh, I have to like go talk to more people. I mean, I love people, but I just thought with the specific intention of 
getting them interested in my product or business. No, total mind shift. Um, going out and incorporating prospecting into my daily life. So daily, I go to the gym. I go to this juice bar that I like for a post-workout drink. I go to a health food store and pick up lunch or a healthy restaurant. So intentionally, I make it a point to actually be out to lunch and not um, for a very long time. Like I get in and I get out and I actually like going to lunch and to places by myself because um, you're just more approachable and people aren't as intimidated when, you know, a group of people or two people are walking up to them. So, um, and then, you know, just dry cleaners, but out meeting people, even at the car wash, waiting for my car. So I make it a point to uh, schedule all of these things in my day and then also make it a point to talk mm. to different people at different uh, workout classes that I go to same time every morning, but there's always different people. So um, as opposed to doing above and beyond and it being so time-consuming, I incorporate prospecting in my daily life. Yeah, I like that tip, that going to lunch by yourself, because uh, it makes it a lot more natural for people and for people to talk to you, right? I think you, you it's really good. I think this is the first time I've heard that. Because if you're with someone else, the person may feel like it's kind of awkward because they're like joining into a conversation. While as you're standing by yourself, you have no one else to talk to. They feel more obligated to talk to you. Exactly. And you know, it's interesting too. People have actually said to me, you go to lunch by yourself or you go to wherever, <laughs> just name the place. And I said, you know, it's huge progress for me because there was a time in my life where I was intimidated, if you could imagine, to actually go or I just thought, oh my gosh, people are going to be like looking now. I don't care about the good opinion of others, the goo. Um, I am like, of course, and I actually liked my own company. I could be more productive. I can come and go when I want as opposed to um, feeling obligated to stay longer because there's someone else there and I don't want to, um, you know, just rush them off. But now I just, people know. People know my schedule. They know it's really important to me, things that I'm working on and um, obviously to get things done. So it's, it's great. It works out well. Yeah. Are you introvert by uh, just curiosity? When I was younger, I was. I was a little, um, I was overweight. Not a little, I was a lot overweight um, as a young girl. And so that's a whole other part of the story. But I was extremely shy. Even at family get-togethers, I would actually go, I was like not comfortable talking to my own family or being asked any questions. So I would literally like go in the bathroom. I mean, this, this is, sounds so weird, but and people that know me now are like, no way. And I'm like, oh, yes. I would like go in the bathroom and stay in the bathroom or in a, bedroom at a family member's house for an extended period of time because I didn't want to have to talk to anyone. Yeah. I guess the question is, do you get a recharged uh, when you're by yourself or you get recharged when you're with people? No, I get recharged when I'm actually by myself. Yeah. You know, I love that. Because we have a lot in common. Because when you said that eating lunch by myself, a lot of people say, I should tell people I'm introverted. People, no way, Simon, you're not introverted. So, yes. And I guess, I guess the, you know, someone told me this the best definition of introvert versus extrovert is introvert. They, I mean, we do talk to people, enjoy people, but we get that saps up our energy. We get recharged when we're by ourselves, eating lunch by ourselves. Because when you shared that, like eating lunch, I was smiling because I love to eat lunch by myself. I love to, <laughs> I love to work out by myself, do the things. Right? Not only because it, it, I get recharged up, but also, like you said, it, it's a really good opportunity to meet people because they feel like obligated to talk to you. And if you have, you have a good conversation going, you can actually build a relationship. While wow, if you have another friend standing there, it's awkward for everyone because that person is just listening in. 
So anyway, I just yeah. thought I wanted to ask you because I feel I'm, I'm totally anyone who wakes up at 4 a.m., meditates and eats lunch by himself. Hey, we're speaking the same language here. That's right. And working out something you just said, because it's we, we're a lot alike. You know, yeah, working out, yeah. I've brought um, other friends. You know, I love for my friends to come work out with me, but don't talk to me when I'm working out. I'm focused <laughs> on be- beating my goal from yesterday, but also I have body composition goals right now. So um, just the level at which we work out is just a little different than the general public, I'd say. Definitely, definitely. And so I know you do a lot of stuff, uh, especially with this outreach for uh, people who have been abused, women who have been abused, and you also do this prayer call. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So 26 years in practice, my, my dad in 1989 was misdiagnosed, and he died a few months later, beginning of 1990. When he was on his deathbed, I literally made a commitment to him that I would just continue my education and help as many people as possible. So one of the things, I started a nutrition practice, and several, I specialize in stage four cancer, autoimmune conditions, and eating disorders. And I would hear time and time and time from thousands of women now over all these years that, and again, learning to ask questions, um, identifying patterns. And so I, I would say, were you abused or are you currently being abused? And they would just start bawling, like start crying. And, and uh, then they would share that they were. And so thousands of women in the last 26 years have shared that they were either verbally, physically, or sexually abused. And oftentimes the women that would come in that had um, damaged relationships with their daughters, I would say, was your daughter sexually abused? And they were just like losing. And how did you know that? And I said patterns and just different things throughout the years. But I also think, you know, God has gifted each of us with strengths and other things that we can obviously develop. But um, when we truly show up and want to be of service to people, it's just amazing what happens. But so all these women sharing and they would say, I feel like because you're my nutritionist and my therapist. And I would jokingly say, I don't want to be your therapist. But the truth is, we can't cut the head off. And emotions drive a lot of things. Oftentimes, emotions are driving physical manifestations of symptoms and a diagnosis. And so the seed was planted many, many years ago when I kept hearing from different women that were either still in abusive relationships or had been abused and as young children and I just thought, you know what, I just want to start a nonprofit organization to pro- provide tools, training, resources, you know, seminars, financial literacy, how to own your own and operate your own business, like personal hygiene, nutrition, health, et cetera. And so the goal was too big for me that many years ago. And now throughout all these years, all these things have started coming together. And now it's coming together more rapidly. And the other thing, too, is I just thought, you know what, I want to, years ago, start a prayer call. And I didn't do it years ago. And then even a women's mastermind group, all of these things to empower women, believe in them until they can believe in themselves, uplift, support, encourage them, have a group of people, of women, because a lot of women just feel safer with women, and especially if there's an abuse situation, um, and just have us all come together. And so I, in September, last September, started an international women's prayer call. And so people dial in from wherever and everyone all are welcome, as you mentioned in the beginning of the call, 545 to 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I just think providing and empowering women to be all that they can be, to help them step up and out into the, their God-given potential and let them realize um, who they are and, and that they are worthy and they do matter. So I'm really excited about all of these things. 
Thank you for sharing. Thank you for doing that. You know, uh, send me the links later on so our listeners can learn more about them, even maybe dial in and get connected. Okay. That would be really cool. What can a dollar get you nowadays? Definitely not Starbucks and probably not even a bagel with cream cheese. Your best dollar investment is a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. For just $1, you can have access to all my implementation guide trainings, such as how to create shareable social media posts, how to run your first home meeting, how to do your first one-on-one meeting, and much more for just one buck. These courses are normally $47, but for your dollar trial, you can get them all for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. That is MLMNationInsider.com. As we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Uh, and so the first question is, Babette, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Wow, there's so many. You know what? Because I've always loved helping people. Um, one of my favorite success quotes is by Zig Ziglar. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough enough other people get what they want. Um and you know the other thing too. I mean, it's just there's so many. Obviously, I'm not going to um, name all of them because there's a lot. But uh, I also like Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn's quote, lots from Jim Rohn. But success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. Because people are always saying, "What's your secret to success?" There's no secret. It's showing up, suiting up, showing up, taking action, and honestly, leaving the results up to God. It's like, okay, you need to take action. That's something that is really important action is the foundational key to all success so those are a few of my favorite quotes what is one habit that's helped you become successful well consistency is one habit consistent action so daily action i um so one of course i'm launching into 14 but but, um consistency showing up and taking action daily what's the best piece of advice you ever received you will not get, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm, good one. Um, what's your favorite prospecting tool? So say I'm interested. Uh, why should we talk, kind of talked about a three-way call, right? So after the three-way call and if the person's interested, what happens? Does your upline just present to them or do they go to a webinar? Uh, how do they learn about the business? Oftentimes the upline uh, presents to them, but we actually have um, a great, recorded webinar and then we have one and a half to two and a half minute videos that we can text and so those are a few of my favorite things facebook and i am old school and i actually still do email too so the proper video we have lots of different videos but um opportunity and product and so the proper video for the proper prospect based on their background and information that i learn about them but that's quick and easy oftentimes um three-way calls they don't even want any more information. They make a decision on that call at the end of the call. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? I, um, no, actually, just all of these things that I use. Um, just again, it's not obviously it's not a well, it is on my phone, but. Um, it's Facebook, so I just do Facebook company videos, email, um, and then tools, trainings from, obviously, uh, I like uh, Ray and Jessica Higgins, um, some of their tools, and then Eric Warre, some of his tools that are all of 
their mm. free tools. But um, yeah. Okay, no, no, you listed a lot of them. It was really good stuff. Uh, what's <laughs> one book you could recommend to MLM Nation, Babette? You know, there are so many great books too, and I love to to read. But um, one of the books that I actually am rereading is by Jim Collins called "From Good to Great," and it really puts things in perspective. Obviously, how to go from he talked about how to go from being a good leader to a great leader, and why a lot of companies are just stay at the good mark, if you will, as opposed to making that leap to great. So. Pretty, pretty amazing uh, book, and uh, obviously all of these things come on audio, too, so if people don't have time or if they're commuting like I used to, um, then they can listen to it on an audio. Yeah, Good to Great is a classic business book by Jim Collins. Thank you for uh, rec- uh, recommending that. And speaking about audiobooks, MLM Nation, if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook like Good to Great by Jim Collins for free at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Now, Babette, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? I am. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again. You knew no one. So they even know your daughter, you knew no one. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. You had mentioned that you would uh, you find leads through daily living. So my question is, what's the first thing you would do to find prospects or the first place you'll go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Well, the, the first place I would go is uh, the mall because there's a lot of people at the mall. So to obviously um, accelerate my, the number of people, increase the number of people I'm talking to is choosing places where there's a lot more people. And I go to a very busy car wash, so I go to the car wash. Um, and then, you know, there's so many things. There's so many networking groups and chamber service clubs, uh, just different groups that I actually belong to. So if I didn't know anyone and I was just new in an area, then I would go to as many of those as I possibly could. To Toastmasters, there's like three meetings a day in my area. So I would go to Toastmasters meetings and improve my public speaking while I'm meeting new people and people that are of like mind and like interest and then go to choose the um, biggest salons and spas in the area and go and introduce myself but get collect their business cards to follow up with them. Um, and, and I would make sure before I left, this is something that's really important, not going like, oh, no, I don't know anyone and sort of from coming from a desperate energy place, but I would get in the right mindset and set a goal before I leave my house with the number of business cards that I'm going to collect and not come home until I accomplish that goal. That's something that's really important because sometimes people will go out or they'll tell me that they've gone out and they're like, oh, but I only talked to three. And I said, you committed to 10. Why are you home? <laughs> so mm. anyway, I think my mindset goal and then uh, the places that I mentioned, there's so many more, like one leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And so those memory joggers are really great because sometimes people are like, I don't know anyone. And I said, you don't have to know anyone. So anyway, get out and meet people. I love that. Hey, thank you for bringing that. You brought up a really good important point. Because I, I know every listener knows that they need to go out and meet people. But you, I think what they are not doing is the missing ingredient that you said. It's like they visualize. You're visualizing. You have that goal, and you, you're positive, and you're expecting to get those numbers. While most people are going out, they're saying, oh, let me hope to get 10. Hopefully, I'll get 10. But while you're visualizing already the process of getting those, and, and you know, like you said, mindset is everything. Yes, and you know what? Just one last thing to add to that, um, Simon, is it's really important that people dress to impress, be well-groomed, neat and clean. Sometimes people go out and they're all wrinkled and, 
And posture is really important too. Walking and talking with confidence and looking people in the eye. Sometimes people, if they're not um, mm, posturing properly, they're not looking people in the eye and then people start to question and judge immediately. It's like, okay, I'm not really sure I trust this person, but look people in the eye when you talk to them and develop a good handshake. This happened the other night. This man reached out his hand. I was at this event, and it was really this too soft, limp handshake. Oh. And I was like, and I jokingly said to him, I said, um, that, now let's practice. That was just practice. Let's do a real handshake. And uh, he said, I didn't want to hurt you. And I said, oh, you can't hurt me. But anyway, people are attracted to confident, positive people. Always be in a hurry and keep the conversation brief. Stay on point and in control by asking questions quickly and let the prospect know that you have somewhere to be though so you'll be in touch with them tomorrow so set a follow-up time when you collect their business cards really good hey thank you so much you've been so awesome uh, last thing is do you have any last words of advice and then what's the best way our listeners can connect and learn more about you and well, reach out to you last yeah. words, thanks last words of advice i would say just do it don't keep getting ready to get ready because that's not going to get you any results just do it uncomfortable step into out of um step up and into obviously out of your comfort zone and just do it just set a goal not a goal that someone else like sets for you something you're comfortable with a number of people you're going to talk to and meet daily um so that's what i would just say just do it and ways that people can get in touch with me i have a website it's the bet b-a-b-e-t-t-e tino tears and tom e-n-o um dot com and then also on facebook people can connect with me i have a few different um groups on Facebook. And if anyone wants information regarding the nonprofit progress, the women's prayer group, um, or any other events, you're more than welcome to contact me. We're doing a lot for women to empower them, encourage, inspire, and support. So that is it. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Babette Tino. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Babette. That's B-A-B-E-T-T-E. Okay, B-A-B-E-T-T-E at the search bar and all the nuggets of wisdom that Babette shared and her contact info, uh, all, the stuff she's, all the good stuff she's doing, the prayer group, the abuse stuff, all that stuff will be on there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Babette, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Babette, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. God bless you. Have a great day. Do you want to know the foolproof follow-up formula or three elements of fast-growing organizations or my co-market recruiting secrets? You can get these $47 courses along with all my other $47 trainings for only $1 by taking a 7-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. Go to MLMNationInsider.com for the special trial offer. Again, MLMNationInsider.com for the special $1 trial. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan and an awesome show with Babette Tino. First of all, that's a cool name, Babette. Make sure you go to mlnation.net and connect with her. B-A-B-E-T-T-E. Okay, B-A-B-E-T-T-E. Tino, last name is T-E-N-O. Definitely connect with her. You can find her on Facebook. Um, 
awesome. I mean, thank you for Karen Acock for connecting me with her as well. Karen actually has been on ML Nation. You definitely want to check out her show. I uh, just put in Karen in the search bar. And just this is really cool because I've, kn- I've known about Babette for a long time. She spoke at uh, every Warriors event for the last two years. And Karen connected us. And it's awesome show. So there's so many good moments. I don't even know where to start. Uh, I'm looking at my notes of all highlights and highlights. Uh, you know, here's the one thing. The three-way call, right? Keep it simple. We've been, you know, if you don't know how to do the three-way call, go listen to the show again and again, how she does it. I also teach that in my sponsoring workshop. It's a free two-hour training. I spend a lot of time talking about it, why you need to do that. You can go to sponsoringworkshop.com for a webinar. I offer it a couple of different times a day. So you can, uh, so it doesn't matter what time zone you're in, you can learn. But, you know, but that shit about 90% of decisions are made on the three-way call. And that's so true. Why? Because when you do the three-way call, you are, you take the focus off you. You're not being a salesperson. You're just being a kind of like a connector, right? If you're doing talking, talking, talking too much, no one wants to, you know, be a salesperson. So Babette was smart. She brought her brought the people to her upline. And the big golden nugget here: two couple two things. Number one, she gave people an option to do the. Uh, when is the best three time for the three-way call? Because most people don't have options. Like, test this out with your next prospect. Ask them, when's a good time for a call? They'll be like, uh, I don't know. Give them a specific option. Would Friday at 3 p.m. better or Friday at 8 p.m. be better? Right? And if they say both are not good, then give them two more options. People are more easy to make a decision when they have options. When they have unlimited options, too many decisions, it's really hard to make a decision. So, by the way, there's tons and tons of psychological studies, books uh, about that. You know, you don't want to give people too many decisions, like the whole world. Give, so give them options. And then Babette talked about the um, importance of edifying. You know, I've been on so many three-way calls where people do not know how to edify. You have to edify the person and promote, right? Properly introduce each other. Now, so she gave a really good... Um, so in two minutes, you share the name, the background, what they do, uh, why they have p- potential for the business, the opportunity, uh, the family, and also the, the best accomplishments, what they're proud of. And then you do the same thing for the upline as well. You know why it's so important? Because when upline comes out, instead of, hey, John, meet Mary, John, meet Mary, meet John, and then they're like, they don't even know where to start, you're giving them. Right, you give number one. You're giving the up the uplines probably much better on the three way call because they've done a lot of them. But it's still a lot easier because you can say, oh, you know what? Babette just shared that you're from, you grew up, uh, you went to Connecticut. So I actually live kind of with Connecticut. The uplines, the people, good leaders, they immediately have something easy they can use to build that connection. And also your prospect, who's like, you know, when you edify the superstar, right? Uh, is again, if the person says they're really top superstar. It's not as credible as a third party. You're giving third party credi- credibility there. But when they do that, right, they, the, and you're not just talking about credibility, but you're talking about a family, what they're passionate about. They may like the same sports teams. They may grow up in the same area. Then all of a sudden, the prospect feels that they can relate to that person because it's all about the connections. So really good tip there. That is a million, million dollar tip uh, and that in terms of how to introduce the speakers. Now, Couple other things like time management wise, like she is an incredible lady, and she's also at heart. She's doing all this stuff for the women out there. Definitely go to the show notes page. I guess again, go to mlnation. Type in Babette, and it'll pop up. Um, you know, she's doing all this stuff, but it's all about daily plan of action, right? She has a daily plan of action that she plans ahead, and she make a weekly plan, monthly plan. She makes adjustments. You have to have a pay- most people. They wake up. Oh, I'm going to do my business, but when? How? Who are you going to talk to? 
And even going back to uh, towards the million dollar question, she talks about go out there and co- collect cards, meet people. You have to be positive and visualize that. Because most people don't. Most of you think, I'm going to go meet people. I'm hoping to meet people. You're visualizing. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to meet people. But the key is to visualize the process. See yourself going out there. Like, Babette positive. Look people in the eye. Handshake. Visualize these things. Because when you visualize it, your mind starts doing it. Your subconscious mind starts doing it. And by the way, that can be an entirely different training by itself. The whole visualization thing. But it is super, super important. Okay, uh, she makes twenty contacts a day. Really good tips. She's by herself because when by herself it's easy. Smart people, and I, you know I've definitely done that before. Where I meet, I, I still meet people sometimes when I'm with someone else, but it's not as natural as when you're by yourself because the person feels like they're butting in the conversation or they don't want to disturb you. But you're one by yourself. You have no one to talk to. That's easy. You can have conversations a lot easier that way. Uh, you know, she's talking about always be in a hurry. Have posture. Set up a time to talk. Right. Really good stuff. Uh, and then the host, host, her whole story about hitting that goal at the top of the company by the date. Huge lesson there. The two people who support her, her brother and her daughter, told her to go for it. The other people said, oh, you worked hard. You can do it in June, July. Don't back out. Okay? Go for it. And when she made that, she learned so much more about herself. Her increased her belief. It is really uh, very, very inspiring. So anyway, I can go on. Uh, and then a couple more things. Yeah, I should go on a couple more things. The mistakes she made. Do too much for people, right? You can lead a horse to water, but can't push a horse to water. Never forget that. Number two is being too, too overzealous, talking too much, right? Use the uplines, use the three-way calls, use tools more. You know, uh, Babette also share her wisdom. Earnings, your earnings at MLM is basically related to your percentage of personal growth and the amount of people you've helped. And lastly, learn to ask better questions, right? If you ask better questions, um, not just to the prospect, but by yourself, where you're going, you normally find the solutions, right? You, that's the saying. You don't need better answers. You need better questions. The questions start to start revealing what you need to work on. Anyway, fantastic leader. Uh, just so inspiring, like, you know, her commute. and But her commute, Chatworth to Whittier, that's crazy. I mean, I live in L.A. That's like, in L.A. is basically like, you, you can say, 10 cities built in one. It's actually, if you count all the little quote-unquote cities, it's more than that. It's probably like, I don't now, don't, I don't know how many numbers, 20, 30 cities there. That is basically a 61-mile commute with like sometimes L.A. traffic going 10 miles per hour, you know, 30 miles per hour. It's crazy, but she made the most out of it. You know, she's sitting in traffic. She made her three-way calls, called people, and she made it happen. And it goes back to there's no excuses. Her, you know, her thing was urgency. When she previously did MLM, there was no urgency. But this time, at that time, in 2003, you know, early uh, 2014, she had tremendous urgency and then... When you have urgency, you know, all the excuses just disappear. You just find a way to make it happen. So thanks again to Babettino, awesome leader, just so cool, uh, very, very inspiring, amazing lady. Reach out, and especially all the stuff she's doing, uh, to reaching out to help for uh, the nonprofit stuff she's doing. Definitely reach out to her. Say hi to her on Facebook. Um, and if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews mean a lot. We read them. It helps us with the show and also inspires other people and helps other distributors find the show. Thank you, ML Nation. Thanks again, Babettino. Make sure you connect with her. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. 
Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.